This is the HTYC Podcast, episode 66. Hey, it's Scott. Do you know what it is that you want for your career? If not, go ahead and text us. Text HTYC to 38470. And you can enroll in our eight-day free course that helps you figure out what you want. Go ahead. Like I said, text HTYC to 38470 or you can visit figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. We'll see you there. And so uh, here I am sitting in this room at this crossroads in my life where I haven't even thought of the podcast yet, but I just know that I need to surround myself with different people. And this man's story is resonating with me like no story has ever resonated before. This has happened to your career. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and then make it happen. Whether you're looking to do your own thing or find your dream job, you've come to the right place. I'm Scott Barlow. HDYC ears, in just a minute, you're going to hear an episode with a guy named Jeff Woods. And Jeff brings something very, very unique. And Part of the reason why I wanted to have him on the HTYC podcast is we don't always spend a ton of time talking about you know, how to expose yourself to the types of people that are doing what you want to be doing or can help you get there. And Jeff does this very, very, very well. In fact, one of the things that you're going to hear is he's going to explain to you in detail not just why you want to, you know, why you want to um, spend time with maybe different people than what you are now. Um, not that the people that you're spending time with now are bad necessarily, but uh, I would, and he encourages you to take a look at what you want to be doing. And, you know, he uses the Jim Rohn quote, you know, the, you are the equivalent of the five people or the average of the five people that you hang around with uh, most. And, you know, if those five people aren't getting you to where you want to go, and I'm guessing that uh, that if you're listening to this podcast, you know that may be the case. Then he explains exactly how to expose yourself to different people, and you know he's got a podcast called The Mentee, and that's one of the things he's done really, really well is seek out and develop different types of mentorships that are allowing him to take steps in the direction that he wants to go. So very exciting for you. He even explains. Listen for this near the end. He even explains. You know what the type of conversations are that uh, that you want to have and how to have them in detail. So, can't wait. Here you go. What I'm really interested to talk to you about, and you know, we we got a little bit of a chance to talk um, yesterday, really briefly, just about you know some of the things that uh, that you've been doing, that you're working on, that you're building, and. And whatever else, but I'm interested to talk about two different things. One is your story. You've got kind of this very interesting story, I think. And you know, you've uh, you've done a few different things in your career, and you've recently started pursuing some changes. And you know, where that comes from is really interesting to me, and I think really interesting for HTYCers to hear. And then. You know, secondarily, I'd love to dig into the mentorship side because I think that's very, very valuable for um, anybody. I think anybody can take advantage of that, but especially the folks that are listening to this show. 
Um, so those are those are really the two things that I'm I'm just really curious about, and we just barely scratched the surface when we got to have an offline conversation yesterday. But you know, let's let's start with uh, you know tell tell me a little bit about you know your story. I know that uh, I know that you know you've you've worked in in sales, worked in a, a couple of different things, but you know where where does that start for you? Sure, sure. So I am in medical device sales. And it's a job that I absolutely love. I wear scrubs every day. I'm running through hospitals. I work from home. I have really complete autonomy over my time. And I've been afforded the opportunity to make a really good living, which which is awesome. And you know, for, for many years, I thought that this was it. I was going to do this. I was going to stash my money in real estate and ride off into the sunset and, and be happy and merry. But at the end of uh, 2013... Something happened where one of my colleagues, 35 years old, has a stroke. And this just rocked me to my core because here I am, wife, baby, mortgage in South Orange County. For any of you who know what those prices look like, yeah. um, you start to realize that if something were to happen to me and I all of a sudden could not do my medical device job, how would my family survive? What would happen to our quality of life? And that started getting me thinking about the need for passive income. I studied real estate for a very long time. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad as a kid. And it's always been in the back of my mind. I'm going, all right, I need to start taking action on this. And looking back on it now, I realized the universe has a really interesting way of working because the very next week, my company made a change to my commission plan and my income was cut by 40%. So... I want to talk about that completely, but I want to backtrack really quick and ask you. So you you read Rich Dad Poor Dad as a kid. How, oh yeah. How did you know? Uh, for you know, people that might not be familiar with uh, with that book, you know, tell us just like the ten second version of of the book. But then, how on earth did uh, you end up reading that as a kid? You know, that doesn't uh, that doesn't seem normal, and I think that's really 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 <laughs> cool. Um, so Scott, tell Scott me about Nor- that. Normal is not a word that gets used to describe me. That's um, I love that though. <laughs> you know that my dad handed it to me as yeah. a kid and said that you should read this, and it's always something that that interests me. But for those of you who do not know, rich dad, poor dad will give you probably one of the best basic understandings of financial intelligence. Uh, it, 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 I'm just going to leave it there and say it is an absolute must read. You have to do it. So th- this is particularly interesting for me because I, I know you've got uh, a two-year-old little girl. Is yes. That right? Yeah, two-year-old little girl. And I've got three kids. But Alyssa and I, my wife and I talk uh, quite a bit about you know how to get them the right exposure for um, later in life. You know Some of the things that we may not have had and so on and so forth. And I, I love that uh, <laughs> your dad handed that to you as a, as a kid. Very, very cool. So- Okay, so that set you up. Um, how, how did you get into medical device sales in the first place? Sure. So in college, I was a business economics accounting major. Yeah. And so heavy focus on the accounting and went down the path of doing an internship with some of the big firms. And, you know, this is, I just remember on offer day, uh, I'm sitting down with the partner and 
the way that it works is you do an internship your junior year, your third year of college going into your senior year. And the idea is that by the end of your internship, you already have an offer in hand for when you graduate college. So going into your last year of college, you already have an offer. Uh, so offer day comes, I'm sitting down with the partner and we, we start discussing it and he's got the offer in his hand and he starts to slide it across the table and he stops and he looks at me and he says, I have one question for you. I said, yeah, what's that? He goes, why the heck are you not in sales? And I looked at him and I couldn't give him an answer. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, because you're about to offer me $43,000 a year out of college. And he said, call me in six months if you really want to work here. And um, I'm very grateful to that man because I had no business working in an accounting firm. <laughs> uh, and, and so my senior year of college, I started working for a startup tech company and the CEO told me that I needed to get really good sales training. That that would be an invaluable skill that no matter where I wanted to go in my life, that would serve me well. And he pointed me toward a few companies that had really, really strong sales training and Xerox was one of them. And so out of, out of college, I started schlepping copiers which was uh, about as fun as it sounds. And it's a, <laughs> that's a hard job, but you learn to sell real fast. And recruiters love, love, love to pull people out of the copier industry because if you can succeed in selling copiers, you can succeed anywhere. And medical device sales loves the copier people. And um, I, I was afforded an opportunity to jump into medical device and it's been, it's been an awesome ride. It, it really has. So sales, totally agree that uh, that's a that's a skill that you can take just about anywhere. But, you know, after after being in sales for a while, um, you know, what what are just one or two of the things that you've learned that you think apply to just about anywhere? Because we've got we've got, you know, we have about 50% of, uh, of our audience that really wants to start a business or start a business on the side and start something that, uh, that is their own. And we've got the other 50% that is really looking for a job that fits them. And, and I know you know that, but you know, that sales very much applies to either of those situations. So just curious, you know, what, uh, what are one or two of the biggest things that you've learned that ends up being carried through the rest of your life in that area? I would say just the ability to look at any person and to, to assess them. You know, what type of personality are they? Are they an outgoing person? Are they a little bit more introverted? Are they a type A person? Are they type B? And to be able to speak their language on their level and really communicate with them and make an impact. It's just the ability to communicate effectively with anyone which the quality your communication is the quality of the way it is received not your intention so to get the result that you want with anyone it is truly invaluable okay so i think that's scary to a lot of people that either haven't done sales or don't consider themselves you know great communicators and <laughs> i'm curious you know if if you think back a ways you know what's what's one of the things that uh, that helped you starting out, you know, in, in that, in that ability to, to either read people and communicate with them on, on their level as you Sure. Point. Sure. And we'll, we'll get into this as we start talking about mentorship and how you'll see how my sales skill set has applied. Um, but you realize it's not about you. 
As human beings, we love to talk about ourself. The sweetest word in the world is the sound of our own name. So it's natural for us in a conversation to really talk about what's going on with us or the things that interest us because they interest us. But the thing is, they may not interest the person across from you. And the, the one of the most important things that I learned early on was the ability to step outside of your own self and to analyze what does that other person care about and to be able to talk in their language on something that matters to that other person. That makes them feel good. That makes them like you. That's, that's how you move things forward. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm laughing just because, so I, I've done HR work for, geez, I don't know how long, I guess like 10 years or so, give or take off and on. And that is, that is the number one thing that, uh, that comes up in um, any type of interpersonal conflicts. Uh, it comes up with, you know, problems in the workplace. It comes up with like ineffective, uh, managers and on and on and on. But that ability that you're talking about to, <laughs> to be able to, you know, think about somebody else and sort of put yourself in their shoes and, and figure out what it is that, uh, that matters to them or is meaningful to them. If, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, that, uh, that ability to, to, you know, translate in, in that way. And then, you know, and then to interact with them in a, in a way that actually matters to them as opposed to matters to you. Sure. So that's, that's, uh, that's interesting. We don't, we don't talk a lot about that on this show, but I think that that's one of the things that is invaluable. Um, you know, just like you said, for wherever you go. So I, I don't want to, you know, belabor too much on that though. I, I want to get back to your story and, you know, I kind of cut you off in the middle because I wanted to, I was just curious about a couple of those things, but you know, what, what happened next? You started talking to me about, you know, you, you had, you know, you had this, the situation where, you know, a friend had a stroke and then that caused you to start to take a look at in an inventory on, on your life and, and look at things a little bit differently. What really happened from there? Sure. So, you know, the stroke happens and I realized that passive income is a must for my family. Because while I love my job and while it's afforded me a really nice living, I need to have some type of passive income coming in that God forbid something happened with my company happen. And lo and behold, the next week, comp change, income slashed 40%. And let me tell you, I mean, I'm an open book. This is, this is what I document in my podcast, The Mentee, just to give you guys the real sense of what's happening in my life. Yeah. But it's been a challenging last year. There's not a single month where we made more than we spent. And I watched my emergency fund dwindle down to the red zone. And um, thank God I had an emergency fund, but that's a painful process. And so I, you can start to understand why there was a fire that was ignited inside of me to build something on the side. And so I realized or heard the quote, the Jim Rohn quote, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I want you to play all out here. I want to interact with you and I want you to kind of run through the exercises that I went through because this has profoundly shifted the quality of my life. Yeah. So who are those five people in your life right now that you spend the most time with? It could be your significant other. It could be your boss. It could be your coworkers. It could be your mailman. It could be your best friend. It could be just this random person. doesn't matter. Who are those people? I do spend a lot of time with my mailman. 
It's, so there's I, that. <laughs> I do too. In fact, one of my favorite things to do is just to sit on his lap and take a stroll around the around the neighborhood. You know, it happens. Um, so <laughs> I couldn't resist. Are those five people where you want to be? And what I mean by that is for me, I realized I wanted to have enough passive income coming in from real estate and business projects to pay for my lifestyle so that I could do my medical device job because I love to do it. Are the, were, the, were those five people in my life living that life? They weren't. And that's not to say anything negative about them. They're still great people. They're still dear friends. They're still in my life. But when it comes to seeking counsel on how to launch a business, on how to build passive income on the side, I knew I needed to start seeking counsel from those who had already done it. Does that make sense, Scott? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, how, how did you start doing that? So you got to the, you got to the point, um, you know, where this, this event happened, you started realizing and started taking inventory of who you're, um, who you're hanging around, realized maybe it's not who is going to get you where you want to go and give you that type of exposure. Um, but when it got down to the the point where you realized, Hey, I need to do something about this. Where did you start? Right. And, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll go to the end and then I'll rewind and show you guys the steps because this is where my sales skills really carried me through. I, it's not like I sat down and said, what are the five steps that I can take to do this? <laughs> but as I fast forward and I look at some of the mentors who I have in my life, which just to give you a size of, of the scope of the people that I'm running with now, and this is, this is not to brag, I'm, I'm very humbled by the people that I'm around, but just to show you what can happen when you focus on this with intention. Uh, the guy who is the CEO of the sports agency, the movie Jerry Maguire was based on, my closest mentor. I have a real estate mentor now who the guy's probably done 10,000 transactions. Uh, very, very, very successful. I'm now a partner with him in several in commercial projects because I focused on networking and he became a mentor. The guy who started the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So you, you start to hear who some of these people are and you go, holy, holy crap, could I do that? And, and I'm here to tell you, you can because there's nothing special about me uh, other than my wife says I'm special. Um, so now let's rewind. As I look back, I realized there were five distinct steps that I took to make this happen. And you guys can take notes on this, or I already have this in PDF form that I can get to you at the end. So if you just want to focus and listen, that's good too. Step one is just to get clarity on what it is that you want. Example, for me, I wanted to start building passive income through real estate. So I wanted to surround myself with successful real estate investors. Scott, let's use you as an example. What's the one thing you're working on right now where you need the most help? I think really for me, it is expanding out um, lateral market opportunities. So um, you know, know that in HTYC, I know that I know who are our who we who we can benefit. Um and I don't know of all of the opportunities and places where we can uh, reach those people out there so that we can have an impact on their lives. So the ideal mentor for you looks like what? So ideal mentor for me probably is somebody who has a lot of exposure to different types of markets, probably in the online sector uh, that um, understands how to, how to be able to either reach those or access those or just larger perspective, much larger perspective than or experience than what I've had in that area. 
Beautiful. So here's the formula for, for those of you who are listening. When you're identifying what you want, you're identifying the one thing you're working on that you need the most help with. And then you're identifying who the ideal person is who could mentor you. So step two is to talk about it consistently. And what I mean by that is in your everyday conversations, whether it's with your mom, your dad, your best friend, your spouse, whoever, when a, when a general conversation opens up and they say, hey, Jeff, how's it going? It's very common for someone to say, not much. What's going on with you? <laughs> That's a missed opportunity. And I realized this and I made a subtle shift. And this shift, it's like a little hinge that swings big doors. It's the little hinges in life that swing the big doors. This is it. Make that shift. Instead of saying nothing much, say, you know, a lot recently, I've been interested in getting into real estate investing and I'm looking to surround myself with successful real estate investors. The very first time I said this, I got connected with Dave Michael, my real estate mentor now and my partner. And I have had the the opportunity to jump in on projects that would have never dreamed of touching because I said that once. Now's a good time to remind you that if you're still doing work that doesn't fit you, or you know you could be doing something more, but not sure exactly what that is, then now's a perfect time to text HTYC to 38470. And then we'll enroll you in our free eight-day email course that helps you figure out exactly what you want to do. And all you have to do is text HTYC to 38470. And then We'll help you figure out what you want. Have you, have you ever read, uh, and just curious, have you, have you ever read, geez, what is the book called? It's by, I want to say Nicholas Boothman, Nicholas Booth or Nicholas Boothman. Um, the, how to make people like you in 90 seconds or less. You ever heard of that no, book? No, no, I haven't. Uh, you'd probably like it, but um, <sighs> similar I parallel. Anyhow, he talks about the concept of, of knowing what you want and then asking for you what you want. Because one, if you don't know what you want, you're never going to get what you want. And then two, if you don't ask for what you want and be clear on on, on that, you're probably never going to get it either, even if exactly. you know what you want. So th- that's exactly. really big parallel. And I, I love what you're talking about because I've experienced the same thing. Um, and you know that's something we work with with people here on. First of all, getting clarity on what you want. That's the majority of what we do here is helping them get uh, get focused and understand what they want in their lives and then oh my goodness the uh, and clearly you've experienced this too once you get a little bit of that clarity even a touch of it you know and and start uh, communicating what it is that you want to people then things start just like falling out of the sky almost it's it sounds like i don't know how else to describe it is it is that what you found too through this process? You know, Scott, it's shocking how effective it is. And it's so simple. Um, But to simply identify what it is that you want and then just talk about it in your everyday conversations. And I really challenge you, the listeners, to try this today. In a conversation, call up a friend with the intention of working this in and, and say, hey, what's up? your friend and they'll say, not much. What's up with you? It, it'll happen. That's when you say, if you're Scott, you know a lot lately, I've been working on expanding. The podcast is going great and I'm working on expanding it into lateral markets and I'm trying to surround myself with people who have had success expanding into markets online. And you zip your mouth. Four things will happen. 
one of four things will happen. One, that person you're talking to is the person you need to talk to. They have had experience expanding into lateral markets online. They are a successful real estate investor. Boom, you're done. Option two, they are not that person, but they know someone who is, and they would consider making that connection. Option three, they're not the person, they don't know the person, but what you've done is you've planted a seed. And as they continue to go through their life, as they continue to network and they come across someone who might fit that mold, they would consider making a connection. And four, nothing. At which point, what'd you lose, Scott? Nothing. Nothing. And, yep. and, and I'll tie it together with this. 80% of everything that you need right now is already within your circle of influence. 80% of everything you need is already within your circle of influence. If you've heard of six degrees of separation, the concept that you can really be connected to anybody through just six connections, it's powerful. You have a network, it's already in place, and 80% of everything you need is already at your fingertips. You just got to hack into it. And the way you do it is by talking about it. Very cool. I love that. And so as we're sitting here, I'm thinking... First of all, I hate it when people just say, Oh, good. You know, yeah. Hi, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm whatever. That drives me insane. Um, and I always say something different. But what I don't do is I don't always take advantage of that as an opportunity every time. And I, I love what you're talking about because that's exactly what it is. It's an opportunity. How many missed opportunities? Uh, I'm just thinking, you know, do I go through in a, in a given day, just interacting with different people? Um, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes I do that, but I don't always do it intentionally. So this is very cool. I'm learning a bit. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. If you start looking at every single thing in your life, everything that happens to you, every interaction as an opportunity, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting how the quality of your life will shift. Uh, so if, if you, the listeners, just took these first two steps, if you got clarity on what it is that you wanted and you just started talking about it, you will see results. Done. You, you can, you can throw them, drop the mic, press stop on the podcast, go on your day, you're done. But I don't think you listen to this podcast because you want to do the bare minimum. I think you listen to this podcast because you want to take a can of gasoline, you want to pour it on yourself, and you want to light yourself on fire, and you want to really accelerate. In order to do that, you have to go to step three, which is you have to get out of your house, you have to get off your assets, and you have to go hang out where these people hang out. You have to play where the players play. And what I mean by that is I can sit on my couch and and meditate in lotus position, imagining the ideal mentor knocking on my door, it's not going to happen. But when I say, huh, I want to meet real estate people, there is this thing called the Google machine. I can type in real estate networking groups in Orange County and see what comes my way. Oh my gosh, look at all the networking groups. That's what I did. And I got out of my house and I just started going there. You know, for you, Scott, you could start looking up online marketing networking groups in Seattle or where whatever specific area you live in. I encourage you to go online and type it in. Blank networking groups in blank area. See what comes your way. There's also a website, meetup.com, that you can pinpoint the exact type of networking group you're looking for by geography. 
and just start attending them and just start sharing with people what you're looking for. And you'll be amazed at how fast things come back to you. Does that make sense so far, Scott? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, social media is huge. I post on Facebook all the time what I'm looking for. We as human beings have an innate desire to help each other. It feels good to help somebody. So when someone posts a question or something that they need help with online, on Facebook, I reply. And I know a lot of people do as well. So feel free to throw it out there and, and ask for help. Um, so that's, that's step three. Now, let's fast forward and assume that you've actually gotten out of your house, you've actually attended an event, and you are in the room. You're face-to-face with all these people. What do you say? I realize that not everybody comes from a strong sales background. Not everybody's the extrovert. Not everybody feels comfortable in these situations. How do you make an impression? How do you stand out? This is step four. And this is what I call the secret sauce. You have to be more interested than interesting. I'll repeat that. Be more interested than interesting. And what that means is that you have to be more interested in the person in front of you than focused on trying to get that person to think you are interesting. Back to the beginning of this episode where Scott talked about what's the one thing that I've really learned and I realized it's not about me. It's not about what, what's, what's inspiring or interesting to me. It's about them. If you can be interested in them, they will think you're interesting. This is a, a very subtle shift, but it is powerful. So in terms of role-playing, what that looks like, I'll actually, you know what, before we go there, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it into two groups. In networking, you've got bad networkers and you've got the master networkers. And I'm sure everybody has met a bad networker. <laughs> from, the moment, from the moment you met them, they were talking about themselves. They were talking about what they need. They're sizing you up to see if you can help them. And in the meantime, they're looking over your shoulder to see if there's anybody else in the room that's more important than you than, than you should be talking to. Love you ever that. Met, yeah, you ever, it makes you feel like crap uh, completely. So <laughs> you're like checking their watch, and you know they're looking uh, completely at the at the next person. They're looking at the door to see who's coming in, and you know all these sorts of things. Yes, drives and me full, nuts. And full transparency, I've been that guy, and I was that guy until very recently. In fact, at, at over the holidays last year, I'm at one of my mentors' holiday company holiday parties, and my wife pulls me aside and goes, "Dude." It's like you just did a bunch of drugs and you're hunting for prey. You need to take a deep <laughs> breath. Because <laughs> I was that guy. I was just moving and shaking, shaking hands, looking over shoulders because there were so many heavy hitters in the room. I was so excited. But I forgot to just take a step back and to focus on the person in front of me and make a connection. Step number four, and, don't hunt for prey. Don't hunt for prey. Yeah, fish. Be a, be a fisherman. Um so I've been that guy. And it wasn't until I spent enough time with my mentors and watched them do this that I started to absorb this m- more artful style that, that, that the true master networkers use. And that is when you meet with a master networker, you don't even know what's happening, but for some reason you just like them. They're interested in you, in your business, your interests. And, and here's where the real cream of the crop differentiate themselves, they ask where they could help you. And if that's ever happened to you where someone who you imagine in, in a superior position looks at you and says, 
how can I help you? You're just mind blown. What is happening? Has that ever happened to you, Scott? Yeah, all the time. Really? Um, yeah, only, only since, let's see, only in the last five years, though. You know, That's, prior to that, I don't think that was very common. The people that I was hanging around, the types of businesses I worked in, um, I don't, I, it really wasn't very common. Only when I started working with a company called uh, Target that probably a lot of people in the States have heard of, at least, um, you know, I started getting exposure to those type of people. And, you know, those were some of my first mentorship relationships there too, with other people in the company that had done what I wanted to do at the time. And, you know, that's, that's where I first got that type of exposure and, you know, had some of those type of conversations and they would, you know, start or end the conversation sometimes both with, Hey, what's the best way that I can help you? And that kind of left that impression on me. And I, you know, I, I think I even said that to you yesterday when we chatted on the phone, I want to say, and, and, and I, I believe you even offered that in return, but absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if you had to rewind back to the first time that that happened to you, where somebody said, Hey, how can I help you? How did you feel in that moment? I didn't know what to say, but I was excited. <laughs> I really, right. uh, I really didn't. I'm like, wait, what? what? <laughs> but I was, it, it felt good. It felt, uh, it felt amazing. It felt like, um, you know, that the fact that they cared enough to want to help me out or go above and beyond just what that initial, I'm going to call it transaction was of just, you know, our conversation that, that just felt elating to me. And how long ago was that roughly? Uh, let's see, two th- uh, probably like six years actually, I guess it was. So here's the point that I'm making for the audience. Six years ago, a person asked Scott what they could do to help him. Could you feel his energy just now? Could you feel his excitement? I mean, I could tell that he had a smile on his face and he was feeling good by something that happened six years ago. That's powerful. And it is so rare. It is so seldomly done today. If you are that person who's listening to me talk and you're going, hey, in networking, I'm just, I'm not the, I'm not the extrovert. I don't feel comfortable. I get it. I really do. And we're going to go into exactly how you can approach people and make and, and deliver the type of impact that that person delivered for Scott. Um, so that's, that's, that's step four. Step five is, is rinse and repeat. Just, just keep doing it. You know, as you, as you go along, you're going to find your style, what you're comfortable with, and you're going to find things that maybe just don't gel with your personality and you'll make adjustments. Um, but that's, that's five. So just to recap, the steps before we dive into actually how the, what the conversations may look like. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where did that first happen for you? What? Let's let's. Uh, I don't want to let you off that easy here. Where did uh, where did you first have that type of exposure where people were willing to help you in that way or express that? Sure. So this is this is a great story, and this is really where these steps came from. So I'm sitting down in my office thinking I want to get into real estate investing. Well, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So I Googled real estate networking groups in Orange County and I found a meetup group. I went. My very first meetup group, I'm sitting in the audience. I have no idea what's about to happen. The guy gets up to the the podium and says, hey, everybody, thanks for coming. He mentions the name of a group and then he just moves on like he never mentioned it. And that type of stuff does not slip by me. So 
I make a note. And that night when I go back to my office, I look it up. And it is this group of pretty influential business leaders who come together with the sole purpose of enriching each other's lives. And it really reminded me of this book that I was reading called Three Feet from Gold. And it's about this guy, Greg. He's down in the dumps. Things aren't going well in his life. And he meets this powerful CEO, John Buckland. And John sees something in Greg that Greg doesn't even see. And he sends Greg on a trip around the country to meet some of his friends. The guy who started Chick-fil-A, the guy who started NASCAR, the guy who started the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And Greg gets the opportunity to sit in front of these guys and ask them about their keys to success. And he starts journaling about it. And it just reminded me of this book. And so I reach out to the guy who, had, who was leading the meeting and I said, I want to learn more about this organization you mentioned. Fast forward to the next day, I'm having a phone interview because it's invite only. And the the man on the phone says, Jeff, why do you want to be a part of this group? And I said, have you ever read this book, Three Feet from Gold? And he just starts laughing hysterically. And he says, hey, Greg, this guy on the phone just asked if I've ever read Three Feet from Gold. Greg was the author. Three <laughs> Feet from This group is the real group that came out of the book, Three Feet from Gold. I had no freaking idea. <laughs> Needless to say, I was in. So... Fast forward next week, they were in San Diego. I'm in Southern California. I made a point to drive down to San Diego to meet with Greg face-to-face. And here I am sitting down with Greg. The guy has done very well in his life. He's very connected. And the first words out of his mouth are, what are you working on and how can I serve you? Hmm. That is amazing. I love that story. Yeah. Blew my mind. So, so, yeah. So how did that make you feel like in that, in that moment? shocked. I was speechless because here's a guy who I imagine to be in a superior position to me and he's asking what he can do to serve me. He's giving me his time. You know, I I came to seek his counsel and he's asking what he can do for me. It, it, It made such a deep impression that in that moment, I decided I wanted to be that guy. I wanted to be the guy who finds the one thing that a person is looking for and finds a way to add value to them. Because you will touch someone so deeply and genuinely. Um, it's, it's just profound. So here's, here's where the, the other step talk about what you want came in. I just blurted out of my mouth, I'm looking to get into real estate investing and I want to surround myself with successful real estate investors. And he sits back and he looks at me and he goes, hmm, come to my house tomorrow. I'm going to introduce you to somebody. That's when I met Dave Michael, who is now my real estate mentor and my partner. That's how this whole thing started. How long was that from stroke to that moment? Less than two months. Less than two months. So all this stuff happened in essentially a two-month window once you it sounds like you know had had that uh, i'm gonna call it life changing or life defining moment or life you know wake up realization that hey you know maybe <laughs> maybe uh you know things are more fragile and I, I want different things than what i thought i did all that was in less than 60 days very cool mm-hmm. when you start surrounding yourself with the right people it is amazing how fast things change. So, 
what I want to, if it's okay with you, Scott, what I want to touch on is what people can actually say when they're in front of somebody to make an impression and, and explore developing a relationship that could lead toward mentorship. Yes, let's talk about this. This is one Perfect. of the big struggles, I think, that I get asked again and again and again. And um, yeah, I would love your perspective on it. So I'll, I'll, I'll explain it by telling another story. So fast forward another few months, Greg invites me to his house and he invited a few, about 30 people to his house and he brought in his mentors to give us access to some of them. And I'm hearing this guy, Dave, sit up on the, on the stool and he's talking about how he was the CEO of the company that brought the first cell phone to the United States that was manufactured by Samsung and how he went on to become the CEO of the sports agency the movie Jerry Maguire was based on, which at the time was the largest sports agency in the world. And he starts talking about how at one point he was probably worth almost $100 million. And then he lost it all. All his money. Almost had to declare bankruptcy. Almost lost his wife and his family because he was surrounding himself with the wrong people and getting into the wrong things. And when he was at rock bottom, he realized what really mattered in life. And he found a, a spiritual side deep within himself and the law of attraction. And over the next few years has really rebuilt himself back to where he was before and is now thriving more than ever. And so I, here I am sitting in this room at this crossroads in my life where I haven't even thought of the podcast yet, but I just know that I need to surround myself with different people. And this man's story is resonating with me like no story has ever resonated before. And I don't, I, he, I'm just a medical device sales guy. I, I have no idea why this guy would talk to me, but I approached him and I shook his hand. I said, J Dave, I'm Jeff Woods. Your story touched me deeply and I don't know what I can do to add value to you, but I feel compelled to ask you for help because I am at a crossroads in my life and I think you can help me. Where do you live? I will come to you. Can we meet? Turns out we're ne next door neighbors. Not, <laughs> not literally, but almost a half mile away. I mean, it's, yeah. it's shocking. Um, and he's become my closest mentor. Because I approached him vulnerably, sincerely, and asked for help. That resonates with people. You know, Scott, if one of your listeners reached out to you and said, Scott, I've been following your podcast for a long time. Uh, you've made a profound impact in my life and I'm at a crossroads and I, I just, I need help. Can we spend 10 minutes on the phone together? What would you say? Chances are high that I would, I would make the time or find the time, uh, you know, even if it wasn't right away. It's, Why? it's probably... Um, two reasons. One, because I'm in this business because I love to help people in that particular way. I'm not in this business for a whole bunch of other reasons. I mean, there are other reasons, uh, but you know, that's the biggest reason that I'm in this business. So, you know, getting to do that creates value for myself. I want everybody to hear what Scott just said. Helping others creates value for himself. He is not alone. The most successful people, the people that you want to reach, that you really want to stretch to surround yourself with, all feel this way. 
They all had somebody at some point who was ahead of them who reached back, grabbed them, and pulled them forward and showed them the path. And at some point in that journey, that mentor said to them, one day you will pay this forward. One day you will reach back and you will grab someone who's aspiring to do what you do and it will be your obligation. It will be your responsibility to pull them forward. So first of all, I want to just quickly recap what I, what I think I heard you say. So once we get to this point, once we start talking about what do you talk about when you are there and you are, you know, present and you're in that situation and it requires conversation and, and, you know, other people are there that you want to connect with. Um, and what I think I heard you say is you don't need to say this particular script or this particular words or anything like that. What I believe I heard you say was you need to be genuine. You need to, um, even though it's hard, make yourself vulnerable and you need to ask for what it is that you want. And I think those are kind of the, the three things that I, I heard you say there. Not you need to say these words and you need to say it in this particular way and so on and so forth. That's 100% correct. The most common thing that people do is they approach someone and they go, hey, can I get, take you out for a cup of coffee so I can pick your brain? And what you're really saying is, hey, you're successful. I want to be successful. Can I have some of your free time? So let's talk about that really quick. Cause you just asked me, you know, if somebody emailed you and said, Hey, can I have 10 minutes of your time? And you know, I I've enjoyed your work. I, I feel like, uh, you know, you can help me in this particular way. Or, you know, I, you know, all, all those types of things versus I have gotten many of the emails where I, I, I literally got one, um, like two weeks ago. I want to think it, I think it was where it just said, Hey, let's go out for coffee. I have no idea who this person is. I have no idea, you know, why they want to go out for coffee. I have no context whatsoever. And I can only assume that it's to sell me something or to uh, get me to do one thing versus another, but two totally different interactions, even though maybe both of them result in coffee with somebody. Here's, Here's the difference. Remember we talked about, it's not about you. It's about what that person wants. What's going to make that person feel good? And Scott just mentioned to you that helping others makes him feel good. And I told you that he's not alone in that. So the difference between, hey, let's get coffee or, hey, can we get together? Can I take you out for coffee and pick your brain? That's all self-serving. That's all about me versus saying, Scott, I've been listening to the podcast. I'm a huge fan, meaning that you actually know him. You actually have been following him. I'm at this point in my life and I, re- and, and I feel like you can help me. Asking for help, being vulnerable, while it is about you, you are also doing something for Scott because he wants, he on a, on a raw human level wants to help people. So you are affording him that opportunity. And I, I do, when I'm reaching out to people cold via email, uh, will say, I recognize that this may not be possible. But I want you to know that I will be respectful of your time. And if there is anything that I can do to be of value to you, please let me know because this is a two-way street. Now that's my style. That's my approach. 
you know, if it if it resonates for you, feel free to re- rewind and write it down and and use it. If it doesn't, you know, fine, figure out your own style. But there are key elements in there. I'm asking for help. I'm being vulnerable. I'm being genuine. I'm being sincere, and I'm and I'm and I'm letting them know up front that I want to provide value to them in some way, shape, or form. Not everybody's going to say yes, but this is another part of my my sales background. I realize it's a numbers game. If I send out a, if I send out ten of those, I might get five responses, and that's pretty good. <laughs> I'll take five five interactions. That wouldn't Absolutely. have happened otherwise if you hadn't you know asked for the ten from from people that you would never even dream of being able to reach out to. Yeah. So I I, I really encourage you to identify who is that person at the top of your field that you idolize or or that you view as a mentor that you want to be like reach out to them try it and i'd love to hear if if this works if this works for you and um in fact uh one way for you to get in touch with me if you go to my website's uh, www.mentipodcast.com there's a contact tab those responses come directly to me they don't go to my assistant they come to me directly if this works for you i would love to hear about it I am ecstatic from what we've just talked about. Me For, too. Uh, <laughs> that's good. That's good, considering you're the one talking about it. So <laughs> that's extra good. Uh, but but here's why. I, I think that in the last 45 minutes, um, you've delivered a whole bunch of things that people can take action on right now. And the reason I love your story and the reason I, I guess I responded to you because just for a little bit of behind the scenes context, I, uh, yeah, Jeff reached out to me via email and did all of these things that he said that he actually does. So there you go. You're you're walking the walk. I, I appreciate that uh, that you're walking the walk there. Um, and it just so happened because um, I actually you know I I get a number of those emails, and it just so happened that. Um, <laughs> we were able to put this together today because I had a whole, I just did some rescheduling in my, in my, my podcast schedule and I had read your email, you know, clicked on, clicked on your website and everything like that, found out just a tiny bit about your story. And then we connected over the phone briefly. And it's like, yes, this, this is a guy who I think can add value to, uh, the folks that I serve. And, and then you know we were able to put this together in a very very short order, and clearly that's uh, that's what you've been able to do in a lot of different um, situations. Just you know from like we said from stroke to to some of those first conversations were two months, so it can be very very quick. And I absolutely love that. Um, people, it the your website is the best way to connect up with you. Is that what it sounded like? Yes, yes. So it's www.mentee podcast.com and um, if you go to mentipodcast.com slash gift then you can get the five steps you can use to find your ideal mentor and there's a few extra sections in there that we haven't covered in terms of helping you explore who the five people are what the people should be looking like so on and so forth I mean this is really the actual stuff that I did to go through this process just looking back on it I, I put it in to a nice package and put a bow on it so that uh, other people can duplicate the results. And um, I, the fact that you listen to this podcast says a lot to me. You invest in yourself. So you're the type of people that I want to invest in. So 
I, I implore you to take action on this. And if you need help, if you want to bounce ideas off of me, go to the website and submit, submit your info through the contact thing and it'll come directly to me. And I would love to engage with you and see what I can do to help make some shifts so that you can accelerate whatever path you're going down. Because by now I've had enough mentors pour into me that I, I feel obligated to pay it forward. And really that's why I launched my podcast, The Mentee. Because I realized that all of a sudden I'm running with some pretty heavy hitting people and they're changing my life. And what a gift it would be if I could press record on the conversations that most people unfortunately don't get to have and allow other people to accelerate their life just like mine has been. And that's why I do my podcast. That's why I do everything that I do. That's why I'm on here talking to you, Scott. Perfect. I would also encourage you to go over there, check that out. We will have all of those links or that particular link, and then also the links to connect up with you in the show notes. And you can go to happentoyourcareer.com slash 66, and we'll have that all set up for you. Hey, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you, you doing this. Really enjoyed you know our conversation today and yesterday too. And uh, yeah, we'll... Uh, we'll have to have you back on here. I'm I'm really interested to to see what happens in in your journey, and you've already done some very very cool things. So keep it up, keep up the good work, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Scott. So I absolutely love that interview with Jeff because he explains to us some of the things that most of us are not doing and then how to do them in detail. But, so, you know, hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Now, I want to say thank you so much for spending your time with us, listening to the show, and also wanted to read, you know, one of our five-star reviews on iTunes. Really appreciate it. You know, picked out a random one today. And, you know, this one's from Michelle. So, Michelle, thanks for listening to the show. But she says, stumbled upon the podcast. Really glad I did. It's been really useful and has helped me evaluate and determine what direction I want to go with my career. Great work and keep the podcast coming. Uh, thank you so much. And if you want to uh, figure out what it is that you want to be doing, you know, two ways that you can do that. But if you're in that place where you know you you like your job but realize that it's not what you want to be doing forever or maybe you you know can't wait to get out of of your job and you know you've got either don't know exactly what uh, what you're passionate about or what it is that you want to do or maybe it's the other way around and you know you've got so many things that uh, that you enjoy doing you're not sure how to apply them and your strengths to your career well then this is going to be perfect for you you can go to figureitout.co and you know sign up for our free 8-day course and you know that we've had hundreds of people enroll in this you know I've gotten bunches of emails back from people saying hey you know this is something you should be charging for and you know I, I think that you'll enjoy it too the other way that you can join besides going to figureitout.co is to simply text us you know, grab your phone right now, stop it, and text HTYC to 38470. That's HTYC to 38470. So thanks again very much for choosing to spend your time with us, and I very much appreciate it. I am out.
Okay, here's a here's an Easter egg only for true HTYC fans and that listen all the way through to the episode. Yeah, this is something I've never done before you know, over over the podcast, but I'm going to go ahead and do it right now. And we have a very small group that we are doing a beta test with, a very small group. And it's for our course called Figure Out What Fits. We've already done one beta test, already one run one group through. Um, it's uh, worked out very, very well. We got some good feedback from the group, um, had a bunch of people that made decisions about what it was that they wanted to do and identified that and then have started moving on and taking action from that. We want this to be the best course in the world of its kind. So we are running another small beta test. We will only allow 10 people in. It's going to become first come first serve uh, as long as you fit the requirements of the group. So here's who it's for. Either you like your job right now and know that you want to be doing something more, whether it's starting a business on the side or whether eventually you're wanting to move to a different type of job that uh, that fits you even better, that you like even more, or maybe you're in the place where you you know can't get out of your job soon enough and just don't understand what type of what type of career change is going to fit you, fit your strengths, you know uh, that you're going to enjoy and you know, you don't necessarily understand exactly what it is that uh, that you want through your life and aren't really sure how, where to get started and how to figure out that. So either one of those ways, and whether you're looking for a job or a business, this this course could be right for you. And we're right now making it uh, much, much cheaper in beta than it is going to be in you know, in full, um, you know, full release once we release it in a couple of months. So if you're interested in this yeah, and want to find out more, just drop me an email at scott at happen to your career.com. And, you know, we guarantee that you'll come out the other side with a decision and we're looking for feedback along the way. Because like I said, we want to make this course the best of its kind in the world. So just drop me an email, scott at happentoyourcareer.com. I'll send you the information. We can determine whether or not it's right for you. But it is first come, first serve, as long as you meet those requirements. We're only taking 10. And you have to do it inside this week by March 27th. Thanks.